0: Extreme Rewind begins just after this.
1: The early 1990s was a great time to be a child. Remember the feeling when you were young, running through the aisle of your local toy store, or wishing for that present under the tree? That feeling is no longer in the past with the unofficial wrestling figure retrospective. It was a period of change for the WWF and also for the figures, back when everyone was a superstar and became names you'd remember almost 30 years later. So read the book before it pins you. One, two,
0: three. So didn't intro music. Very cool. Thank
1: you. Oh, you know what time of the week is, not you? See, now he's going to come out here and he's busy signing a contract and he's going to tell you about a show that he's going to do called Extreme Rewind. But I want to be here because I want to steal his moment. <laughs> it's relevant. I thought so. It's
0: relevant. I was going to do a similar thing about plugging the social medias. So he's going to come on here and he's going to say about follow at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter or Instagram, or check out the t-shirts at zazzle.co.uk.com. I'm going to steal his moment. You know, technically, it's my moment. But I've said it.
1: A lot uh, of stealing moment's going on. I know. Wonder why we're talking about that. Maybe we should get into it and explain why.
0: Oh, well, it is Sports Arena. And yes. it is Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme from ECW Hard Kill TV, Episode 1 all the way to 401, including pay-per-views and specials, Relive the Revolution. So I got my tagline from last week now. It's good. It's good. I'm, I'm sticking with it.
1: Not I think it's it. good. You know, we've got a, a little bit of a community of revolutionaries coming along now. They're all kind of, you know, coming together, found their, their tribe. So it's good. Reliving um, yeah,
0: we are back at episode one hundred eighty-five in November the fifth. Remember, remember, nineteen ninety-six, and all the way up until the twenty-sixth of November, nineteen ninety-six. Episode one hundred eighty-eight, yes. if you will. Four weeks again. <laughs> Started off, I kind of thought there is not a lot going on, but as it goes, the last episode of everything that we do seems to be the big episode, and I think this week falls into a similar thing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of started looking, flicking through these episodes before starting to watch them and then watching them. I had a very similar thing of, oh, like, well, this is kind of, you know, light and filler and nothing much going on. Um, it's some kind big of escalated. Stuff. Yeah, it's big stuff.
0: Massively got caught some, up in the, some path of rage. Of the bar for it. It also had flashbacks to Bravo, watching over here in the UK, as we've discussed before, many moons ago, but I'll get to that when the time is right. Um, so we start off, with what we said, the 5th of November 1996, episode 185. It kicks off with highlights of Raven returning from abroad to attack the Sandman last week. What a villain. He, he's a heel. <laughs> he's a heel. Uh, so,
1: yeah, and it was, um, it was quite the, uh, the beatdown. It was.
0: Uh, and I think this was the, like we said, this was the infamous um, Crucifix beatdown which is why yes. it was such a beatdown. Because it's the well-documented beat him down, put him on a crucifix. Kurt Angle wasn't happy with it, wasn't really shown. Raymond had to come out and do a really lacklustre apology.
1: Quite a yeah. famous little um, thing. And uh, Stevie wasn't very thrilled with it with it either, apparently. No, I thought it was very Stevie and uh, Meanie were, were a little bit taken aback
0: by it. They were, but when Austin was put on a cross, or a symbol, symbol. Take her, everyone thought it was amazing. Um, yeah, Raven did a pretty decent promo afterwards, got the come-as-you-are line in there. I didn't know if that was a Nirvana nod or coincidence.
1: I mean, I'm going to assume it was a nod. I thought it was a nod
0: because it sort of felt a bit grungy and relevant to like their sort of thing. It's a connection. Hmm. So, um, yeah, overall not a bad promo. Then how, first match of the evening, Pitbull number two versus the Pittsburgh Steel team. This was um, a squashy squash match. Yes. With um, ramifications afterwards.
1: So the story is that uh, they're, they're building to a dream partner match at... Um, this confused
0: uh, me immensely anyway, but we'll get into that later on, I guess.
1: November to remember. Yeah. Um as last year's was a dream partner match, as they will continue to tell us. Um, And uh, so the dream partners, Pitbull, uh, Pitbull two and Tommy Dreamer versus Shane Douglas. And uh, we don't know who Shane Douglas partner is going to be at this point, but Shane Douglas has decided that he does not want Pitbull Two making it to November to remember. So he has put a bounty on his head. And the Pittsburgh Steel team um, are the first to try to collect that bounty.
0: Try to cash in. Good bounty angle. They should, again, WWE or other federations, AEW and all that, MLW, could have a good bounty angle nowadays. Yeah. I think I think it's simple, but it just gets keeps like fuse going. I mean, the hill can step back and let others do the work, but it keeps it going for a couple of weeks. I think the last one I remembered was uh, Austin in the Royal Rumble once had a bounty on him, didn't they? It was the Mark Mark man. Yes. And when his music hit, everyone was like, where is he? Because they wanted to eliminate him and get money.
1: That was good. Everyone stopped fighting, I remember.
0: Yeah, that was pretty it was good.
1: good. But, um,
0: yeah. So if Pitbull doesn't make it to November to remember, it'll be um, a great he'll never forget. Might well be. So, yeah. We'll see but what he's,
1: happens. He's made of strong stuff. He's sold... Uh... Pitbull too. I can't see him getting taken out by anyone. So um,
0: basically, the match happens. He beats them up. As Jay writes, we said, "Aim introduced us this week." That's Jay, by the way. on Paul. Paul. you know. I know, but it's so cool being in the show, it's just manners, isn't it?
1: It's because I, it's because I took over and stole your moment. You did steal the
0: moment. I threw it all off. But um, yeah, so basically, the match happened. But it's weird because in the match, it just cut to obviously. The Shane Douglas thing, we're talking about the bounty, but it just cut to him on screen doing a backstage interview. It wasn't in the corner like you've seen other things. It was just a complete cut away from the match to show this. Yeah. Which I thought was slightly strange. Different though, so it sort of was good, but it just went on too long. It should have been like a 10-second thing. It felt more of a promo in the middle of the match. So that happened, and basically... Brian Lee attacks Pitbull too after the match.
1: Yes, it turns out that Brian Lee is dun, 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 the um the cashier. The cashier the, 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 Yeah, the person who has been taken in to the beat cashier. up the Pitbulls. Yeah, Pit so
0: Brian Lee's a murder and it's not a massive surprise. He's obviously well I suppose he is a surprise because he was doing Raven's dirty work before, wasn't he? Yes. So he's building some sort of allegiance with Shane Douglas, which I wonder what that could lead to. But,
1: um, Um, I mean, the two of them together is quite the double threat, it's not very powerful, that double threat, though, is
0: it? The quadruple threat is just
1: too much because people fall out. It's true. (sighs) So, you need you're looking for somewhere between two and four
0: Mm. if
1: you were candid. Oh, (laughs) oh. Clever, right?
0: Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so this happens. They fight around. He does. Beats him up around the arena. Takes him up to the uh, the, um, the top bits like the eagle's nest, but not the eagle's nest. And chokes, slams him off. Uh, well, he took him off a truck at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Through uh, a truck multiple through free, tables. Yeah, three tables. And that was it. Then we get footage <sighs> of Pitbull 2 getting taken out in an ambulance. Now...
1: I mean, it's not that I didn't like this. It's just that this is a write-off angle and, and, and quite right it should be. This is an angle that has written him off of television and written him out of this main event match at the pay-per-view because of the brutality of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Quite rightly. Which is but- why I get frustrated with the fact that the last time this happened, Tommy Dreamer was up in like the next segment with a bit of a plaster on.
0: And coincidentally is the other partner in this match who this didn't take out. But this is exactly the point that we've had. You have amazing moments, but there's a whole sort of like, we're going to wild brawl every week, but no, but this week I actually mean the wild brawl because I don't like this guy. Yeah. And it's just the same principle of this. It's like, we're gonna do like something crazy. I'm gonna put you through three tables to show that I don't like you. It's like, well, last time I put you through three tables and it's it's you know, I really mean it. I'm gonna you're out for a couple of weeks now because I've I've proper put you through three tables. Yeah. So it's it's you know, it's amazing, it's cool, but it's just there just needed to be boundaries, I felt, in the sense that you can't do the same thing but sort of tell us to expect different results because all it's done now is made Tommy Dreamer look a lot harder than... Tom like a Superman,
1: yeah.
0: it yeah. Because he could take this from the same person. It's not even like it's a different sort of thing. It's from the same person, probably doing the same thing to him. And he could, like you said, be back in about a segment later.
1: Yeah, and it's just a little bit yeah just just one of them, yeah
0: but um yes yeah, so we like I said we see him moving off in the ambulance, we then go to Doug Fernandes versus Lewis Um that
1: that they are really uh, you know, and we will we will see, but um really building up old um Spicoli, aren't they they are but again it's it's it feels similar to the
0: Mikey. Very similar underdog kind of
1: Yeah not, I mean I mean I,
0: this though like, I feel like Doug Furness had him beat for ages. He was beaten the crap out of him. Yes. Was a superior wrestler, had him beat, had him beat, got caught with them, Spacoli driver, so known as Death Alley driver, and lost.
1: Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think that that, that they do kind of um
0: yeah, it's just a bit of a again. Do a the snap it,
1: wins. It's a blueprint.
0: So, I would have liked to have seen, you know, Furnace continually pummeling him and pinning him and pinning him and him just kicking out constantly. And sort of the frustration of, like, what has he got to do to put him away here? This kid's full of heart and all this kind of thing. But it wasn't really, it didn't feel like that. No. It just felt like high spot, high spot, flashy move, cool move. I'm having time my life. Oh, I've been hit with one move, it's over.
1: So. No, and and that kind of, um, you know, could finish them at any point is, again, an overused trope that will come in to play, I am sure.
0: Mm. Uh, so, again, it wasn't bad, you know, fairly decent match, worth a watch. But, yeah, it's
1: just... I, I, It's one of those matches that's that's worth not fast-forwarding. I don't know if anyone's going to go and seek it out. Yeah, I agree. If you just so happen to be watching ECW and it's on, you know, don't don't turn it off.
0: No, that's fair. Uh, we then got a very quick joke. Gert primos, he continues to turn in until the um, the stud muffin that you all know and love. So the evolution for him,
1: I believe but this what's... is the first time he actually describes himself as the quintessential stud muffin.
0: Well, yeah, I did think that, and I, I kind of feel like. Obviously, at the time, it wouldn't have been a thing. But obviously, us coming in at a later point, well, obviously, we saw it on Bravo briefly, but the main sort of thing was um, things like Guilty as Charged when it came out on VHS. That's right, VHS. Yeah. You know, sort of things like that where he'd evolved into this. It. So it's, it's a nice, I think, from my sort of standpoint to see him... <laughs> evolve into a character I know he's heading towards. Similar conversation we have about the Dudleys. Mm. I find the Dudley story quite hard because I can't extend disbelief and no dispute because I know they're a team by Barely Legal. So it's kind yeah. of, it's, it's that bit where you want to, you try to step out of it and take it, as I'm seeing this for the first time, but you're also very aware of, how everything unfolds and it's, it's harder with certain things. Like obviously we'll get to like, you know, the fozzy turning that in the future and that's all fine. I want to see how that unfolds, but mm. other bits like Bubba Ray and that you just kind of think one week, they're just going to be together and that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but it will I be, see- it'll be interesting to see kind of, you know, how that plays through, but it is a yeah. degree of, um, as you said, it's just kind of, we, we know what's coming and it all kind of feels like it's a slow build until we get there.
0: Yeah. Well, Joe Gertner is a character I didn't necessarily know evolved from the character. I just always assumed this guy sort of came out of the Dudleys once and that was it. I didn't know that he was already sort of working backstage and slowly became this guy. Yeah. So that that's sort of, you know, really interesting because I, I'd never expected that sort of thing. Yeah, so he yeah, so cut a promo. Um, they get Shane Douglas versus Tommy Dreamer for ECW World Television title match. Nothing wrong with this match, but obviously we know we've got the, the dream partner match coming up. So I guess they're just trying to get a little bit of time between these two. Talk about the chain and everything else they do.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this is the the, the the beat down and the heat. Mag-
0: yeah, I mean, it mainly comes sort of after the match. Brian Lee sort of chokes, slams everyone. Well, Shane Douglas sort of has Bueller and a full Nelson, and it's, it's quite a wild so, end segment.
1: Over the last however long, we've seen Shane Douglas playing up the, the, the breaking neck gimmick. Yep. My issue is, from week to week, they seem to change the move that breaks the neck. So, from memory, the move that broke Pitbull 1's neck... Was the single-arm DDT. DDT, yeah. However, onto the belt. Onto the belt. Since then, we've had um, people taken out on stretchers because the uh, belly-to-belly suplex, Picksville Plunge, is what's yeah. broken their neck. And now Shane Douglas Full Nelson is the most feared move in all of wrestling yeah it's just really unsafe wrestler
0: seems so it's <laughs> just move could be a last be a nice weird I mean it's the, the break in the neck thing shouldn't be is like gimmick yeah it, it should have been a malicious attack that he went too far with. no wrong it's a very successful angle it's a great feud enjoying it, loving the promos and all this. I'm not to nitpick, but but it it could have been.
1: But the heat comes from him being unapologetic
0: about breaking his neck. Exactly. It should have been a freak accident that turned around um, and went, what a horrible accident. I visited him. Everything's bad. I hope he's okay. But in reality, it was horrible accident. Fuck him. I broke his neck, got in the way. If he steps to me again, I break his neck again. Shouldn't have got in my way. Yeah. Your life's ruined now because of me. Deal with it. You know, that sort of... Which is just like, oh, wow. But, yeah. So, just basically carnage to end the show. We had a bunch of promos, didn't we?
1: Yeah, I don't know if any of them were...
0: I'm not sure if this is the one where Shane Douglas was... Everyone told him that Pitbull 1's neck was unbreakable and he broke it. And I thought, I'm pretty sure that's a conversation
1: that never (laughs) happens. Have you never been just hanging around and going, you know, which one of these people do you think has got an unbreakable neck? No, him. Him, you'd never be able to break his neck. It's It's
0: unbreakable.
1: What about a single um? No, 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 no.
0: Unbreakable, mate. But I understand it. I just kind of, I just sort of chuckled and thought, no, that never happened. That just never happened, <laughs> Shane. I'm sorry. Um, but yes, that's cool. It takes us to the 12th of November, 1996, episode 186. We get some highlights of Terry Funk, who's returning as Tommy oh, Dreamer's dream partner. So, yes,
1: yeah, so that's the bit we missed on that one was um, Tommy Dreamer goes to his car and makes the it. call. Because yep. he's, he's, his his partner has been destroyed, so he makes the call and he asks. And, and I mean, it's it's such a beautiful statement of the time that they are in, in the sense that he has to go to his phone, his car, and he must he has to speak to an operator to ask to be connected in a person to person call for the Double Cross Ranch. <laughs> Hello. This is like... <laughs> <How's the color?
0: laughs> do you accept the charges
1: <sighs> you get the impression saying i do excited i am it's been a while I'm, I'm gonna have to listen back to some of the old episodes available in all the archives wherever you're listening to the podcasts um and, and and get back into um classic funker because it's been a while yeah, it's been a while in fact, I see
0: what I
1: find. Oh, in fact, I, I went back to find out how long it's been, because you know they, they do this beautiful video package and um, uh, all the other bits, uh, and I was I was interested to see how long ago because it feels like only yesterday we had Terry Funk with us. True, and it was November to Remember, nineteen ninety five, where he was the dream partner of. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, uh, where he retired. Do you remember who they were against?
0: Um, Public Enemy? Nope. Pitbulls? Nope. Shane Douglas and...
1: Nope. um,
0: Oh, Raven?
1: Raven and Cactus Jack.
0: Oh, of course.
1: I actually do remember that. It, it's amazing I, so I was looking back to kind of goes sideways on this um, because we were we're watching these four in a block and, and you know so you're a months in a week kind of thing a load yeah. of the stuff feels quite quick and I think mm. we've commented before about some of it feeling quite quick and actually going back and looking at some of the timestamps stamps on things you know I, it didn't occur to me until going back for instance that Francine was with the Pitbulls for a year oh, wow Um, so, you know, what felt like she was with them for a cup of coffee and now she's with the franchise, you know, she's been in the company for the best part of 18 months and she's been with the Pitbulls for a year. Um, the, the Pitbulls as a team have been together since 1994. So they've been together two years at this point. Um, yeah, just uh, a lot of it just feels like really. See, I mean, it's been about 18 months since um, Eddie Guerrero and Team Malenko left. 18 months? Yeah. That's
0: crazy, because I still look at the Nitro results and still still think them as sort of new and what they're doing with them.
1: Yeah, been there a long, long time. Um, Public Enemy were in there in 93, 94. You know, it is just ridiculous going back and having a look at some of these and seeing... um, you know, where these people kind of uh, actually were compared to, as I said, these things feel like, you know, it happened two months ago. But then again, for us, it may have done. However, for that, was that was, you know, 16, 18 weeks worth of, of TV that we've skipped through. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, isn't it?
0: Wow, that's mental. Um, Yeah. Episode 186 starts off with Terry Funk, a little build-up, get the idea of him. We then get Max joined in progress, Bobby Dudley versus Devon Dudley. So just just say? to go
1: back to that video package very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we trying to make with this video package? I it, is saying. this the triumphant return of the Funker? Because in that case, the clips of him choking out Joey Styles while he does his promo... Yeah. Which were great, which was great at the time. Um might not be the stuff to use. The the, the Sabu match that is showing there was from nineteen ninety three. Wow. That's a three year old match where he's running around headbutting them.
0: It's like um it felt more like a last stand kind of thing. It wasn't really because I'm guessing it would have been done to something like Desperado again
1: yeah I, I would imagine so
0: and um you kind of looked and I just thought it didn't I understand it but it didn't really get you think yeah you know Terry fucking Funk's back it was very like uh, sort of peaceful and nice and sort of oh we love Terry it felt more like that it was very um It wasn't like a bad motherfucker, sort of wild with chairs and always kind of crazy. But he's here for a little while, isn't he? He is. He is. He's got some big stuff coming up. I found it strange that suddenly Tommy Dream was picking a dream partner in a match that he didn't really. He was the dream partner picked. Yeah. And suddenly, because his partner was out, he was allowed to pick his dream partner to help him in a feud that really isn't, I suppose. Finally, he's sort of his feud for a while,
1: for a long while, yeah, for a long, long while. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, we've we've said before about kind of how these um, feuds kind of homogenise and kind of splash into stuff, um, mm. and it is here as well. It's very um, weird that they kind of uh, bounce around and and you know, pull in and out, and, and we're into a feud now where, um, yeah, it's kind of, um uh, they've kind of shifted across slightly.
0: Yeah, massively, but it's just, everyone's got overshadowed because it just became the Funkers back, and it's all that matters. Doesn't matter how we got here or what it means, but he's back. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Barbara Dudley versus Devon joined in progress. Not awful, but like I said, I'm, I just feel a disconnect from this because I feel it's a boiling point and I just want to see how they get there. It's hard to, to know because I know the feud's going to end at any point, so it's just that's where I'm at with it.
1: Yeah, so this was um, all about so was this where they took out Big Dick Dudley, or was this...
0: Yeah, this is the concerto.
1: Yeah, which was um, an interesting little spot and and hit. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to see what... Again, it's interesting to see what they do, but it doesn't grab you. And and as you said, you know, the the problem with this is, you know, all of this is... We know... But this is all very temporary and this becomes quite a weird reset for them. Um, so the heavier this feud gets, the more, more checked out you become because in any second now they're going to just kind of pull them back together.
0: Yeah, and, you know, spoiler alert, barely legal. I'm pretty sure they walk in as tag team champions. So, I mean, it doesn't just, like, pick up. It, like, it picks up mm. quick, and they become a tag team and, I think, win belts. So, this is what I mean about it. It's going to... No, I don't know how. Again, that... okay, it'll be interesting to see how it happens. But, yeah, it's just hard to invest fully, get with yeah. a few, when you know, when you know they're going to be, like, cool. But, yeah, that was fine. Um, I said the Concerto was good. Axel Rotten still helping out Devon.
1: So Axel Rotten's quite interesting because you're seeing the 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 merge the, the morphing into the Axel Rotten we know. He's into Marilyn Manson t-shirts now. Um so you know he's becoming um you know the the Axel of balls and Axel that we're far more aware of.
0: Mm. Yeah, He's he's becoming the sort of the punk in the a lot more. Yeah,
1: the rocker kind of guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's it. So yeah, no, that's pretty good. So that sort of happens. Um promo with Devon and Axel. Joel Gertner goes over to him.
1: And I think Big Dick attacks him beforehand.
0: Yeah, so didn't they? In the locker so room. Big
1: Dick jumps over and attacks them. Um Joel it. Gertner goes over to them in the next one. Uh more than this one. Um yep. A big dick jumps through. Now, my big problem with this was this was an after the bell, everyone kind of blah, blah, blah. Um, But what you had was was the the security and everyone pulling them apart from each other. And in this, you had Ray standing there. Yeah. In his street clothes.
0: Yeah. And that happens again later
1: on. And it's very weird that, to see the Dudleys in their street clothes because, well, they wrestle in T-shirts and, and, and overalls. So the fact that that's a conscious choice of what to wear is just very strange. Um, and him in his kind of jeans and his shirt is, is a very odd look. Because it means that, you know, that's that's very much their their wrestling gear. It's just a very weird kind of take you out of the bubble kind of thing. Yeah, massively.
0: No, hugely. Like you said, it's just um, sort of very weird the way they do some of the bits like that. But um, yeah,
1: yeah. They did it. Yeah. They did, it's true. I was there.
0: I saw it. I saw it. Um it's a <laughs> Tech Team match, RPD and Sabu versus Doug Furness and of
1: Yeah. So the winner of this goes to face the Eliminators. Oh, no, the winner of this goes to face the winner of the Eliminators and uh Doc and Gordy. And then the winner of that match gets the gangsters. So that would be on November to Remember. And then the gangsters will face them on the November to Remember show as well. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. So it's almost like a mini tournament, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, okay, match again. I mean, RBD's starting to look a bit more like RVD now. Absolutely. the outfits and that. So, that was a bonus. Decent match again. RVD and Sabu are gelling a lot more as a team. So, they're sort of I'm enjoying their progress. Um, I think the match worked
1: well. Yeah, I mean, there was, a, there was a very weird spot where... Because they're still playing off the whole kind of, you know, like, do they get along? Are they, you know, the odd couple, blah, blah, blah. So there's a very weird spot where um, Sabu jumps over the rope to the table that's set up to try and get Doug Furness and drive him through the table, but somehow accidentally DDTs Rob Van Dam through the table. Yeah. Which felt a little bit stretched. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, totally. But um yeah, overall not too bad. Uh Sabu and RBD actually pick up the win. Which is crazy because I don't know what I was expecting, but I suppose someone had to win. And um
1: Well, so uh, interestingly, during this, um Joey Styles is talking about how this is a team, uh, Doug Fernan and uh Cravat and such um uh demand and such a successful team that they've even entered to be in the Survivor Series this year. Oh. So this is very much kind of one of their, we think we had you longer than you have, than we do. And you're now gone. Um, yeah. Because uh, which, which probably is why it kind of feels weird, weird that they just kind of got the win and that's the end of it. Um, Cause they're gone. Yeah, I suppose they are. They are in Survivor Series. I wonder if we'll see any other ECW alumni in there. Mm. Um, and then at the end, they did the the respect angle again, but this time they're on the same page and they shake hands and they're a team.
0: The respect is real. Phew.
1: Yes, that was nice.
0: They shook hands. That was fine. We then had... There was a lot in this show, weren't there? Uh, Two Cold Scorpio versus a debuting David Morton, Tyler, Jericho. They will think of a name for him later on. And they did. He becomes Kid Cash.
1: Yeah, so this was a surprise to me because I obviously didn't realise this and you you messaged me about this... um, before of uh you know did you recognize um that's crazy that,
0: that that's yeah you know and again
1: because you know it feels so long away since we get kick cash the fact is there he's is simmering david joy jericho morton which i yeah, i simmering, simmering in the background
0: i mean i don't know if i assumed it must have been but again it feels weird do, I thought they were just going to basically call him Jericho. So, Jericho was still on their TV. Because at first, when I was running down the matchings, I saw Scorpio versus Jericho. And I thought, how the fuck is Jericho still here? He's, like, really involved in WCW now. But, obviously, because it wasn't him. So, I fell for it. Put in Singar. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nothing special match. Scorpio won, really. It's just more important that Kikash is appeared yes um taz comes out wearing what looks like his future WWE gear chokes out too cold quick promo from taz saying sabu fears taz yeah
1: so this was him getting revenge for um the neck break broken neck again again
0: yes again feels like they won't be over this ever um, next up we have a promo by Paul Heyman. Um they show highlights of basically Taz and Sabu throughout the years of ECW while hyping up sort of November to remember and stuff. But um yeah, what will you take from this Heyman promo? It was a
1: very good storytelling promo. Um the the story of um you know going all the way back again to ninety three, ninety four, him uh leaving um Taz being asked if he can if if he would let him come back in and and setting his parameters of he stays out of my way, I stay out of his way, we're we're not gonna have anything to do with each other. Um uh and um you know Heyman kind of making the uh connection that the reason why Sabu hasn't answered this for this entire time is because Sabu's a man of his word. Um and uh, you know he, he he said no because he he promised him he wouldn't. Um, it was a really interesting kind of you know moral development kind of thing. Um, well, it's it's what we've been begging for, isn't it?
0: Because we've sort of said like, why is that like, Sabu just completely oblivious
1: yeah. to this? So. That yeah, and we got stuff. the answer. We got well an answer. Um so yeah, I thought that was that was quite an interesting way of doing it. Agreed. Yeah, so now it, it was um
0: it's pretty good. And that took us to the end of the show. to The nineteenth of November nineteen ninety-six. This is after the November to remember, and we know this because we got a four hour still video
1: package looks great it looks like a tremendous show i
0: was surprised it's not actually on the network yeah
1: i i I had to go and check
0: um i mean i think i might have checked about three different times on multiple different apps but i just kind of thought why is it not it just felt like it would have been
1: yeah but i guess we'll get there it feels like it should have definitely should have been and and um I did go back and check the specials as well, because I know WWE Network has just put on a load of specials. Um, But it wasn't there either. Um, So, yeah, it it will have to remain, for the time being, a regret that we will never forget. (laughs) Very true.
0: (coughs) So we get the steals. We then get Taz in the ring with Bill Alfonso. um, From November to remember. Uh, I love Taz here. He basically teases Heyman's pay-per-view announcement as you sort of... Mimicked. Reference the, be- yeah, the beginning of the show. That was it. He basically says, you've got a surprise in the first quarter of next year. Well, I'm here to tell that you've got a big show coming up and take that moment away from you.
1: Because I want to headline what it was- against your guy.
0: Yeah. And then said... Uh, Fozzie, take it home. He just sort of blew his whistle into the microphone, which I thought was great. He grabbed the mic back off him and said, "Here, have you in November to so fucking remember," and just stormed off. I just thought it was, it was great. I think it was. Um, yeah, you know, really, just, really. Every
1: time I think he can't get more intense, he just—he's just really embracing the character, and he has a, a brilliant line later on as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the just the whole kind of—you know—he walks straight out in his, his um, uh, street gear, um, explains that they're all backstage. The reason he's just walked out and no one's going to stop him is because they're all backstage signing their paperwork because they've got this pay per view coming up, um, and is meant to be a big surprise. And there you go, and I loved it. Just loved it massively. I loved it.
0: Um, in wing promo from the debuting BWO. Obviously, Stevie, Nova, and Meanie are the Blue World Order, and uh, yeah, they're taking over.
1: They, they really are. Um, they're an interesting group, aren't they? Um, obviously knowing about them knowing about the, the the you know of all of the parodies this is the one that sticks around for a little while um yeah so i was going to say this is their biggest sort of
0: sort of character they're known for yeah
1: they? uh to the point where in a couple of weeks we'll be seeing them actually selling merchandise for it um Ooh. but it, it's it it's it swings between, uh, uh, you know, as as ECW has a habit of doing, swings between being brilliance and garbage. Uh, and garbage yeah. might be a little bit too strong, but um, uh, you know, the, the the blue guy coming in with his uh, um, bits later on, and, and and you know, talking about uh, you know he's the he's Full of blue cheese um, It just is very bizarre. Um, taking shots at Hogan quite heavily, um, which again's wild because I don't think any of them really
0: have a relation with Hogan. No, I'd understand with the history of the clicking in Shane Douglas if there was more shots sort of fired at them. But you know, they're, they're, but Hogan, I don't. Apart from being obviously the biggest star, but it also thins out a bit. I think they don't sort of. You know, Meany still just becomes Meanie, but in the blue world order, he doesn't sort of follow the Chico thing forever, yeah. and so it, it gets better. But at the moment, it's like, yeah, it's just like a parody to take shots, um, but. I thought it was quite fun.
1: Yeah, it's this weird it, it, It's it's kind of working through the stages of child development, just kind of watching it grow into something. It's very odd. Mm. And that led to Big Stevie Cool versus
0: Davey Morton, Tyler Jericho, aka Future Kid
1: Um Nice powerbomb. And I think we saw this one yep. as well. This one, which, you know, is, is crazy because I remember us watching this and talking about it being. Um, not quite understanding Big Stevie Cole um, at the time. Um, yeah. But to think that one of the first ECW matches we would have watched had Kid Cash in his his early, early gimmicks is just quite weird.
0: Well, yeah. And to think that I sort of vague, I remember this and I remember the match and the finish of the Powerbomb and that, but I don't remember the Dudleys. And I don't remember sort of the the main event no. either. Which is really bizarre. Because you'd think those matches would stand out more. But yeah. Oh, says happening when not get Barbary Dudley, Devon Dudley joined in progress again from November to Remember. Um pff, nothing more than what I could say last week, really. From no, shit. so the big Enjoying stuffs it. at the beginning Decent, at the end but, of the yeah. match.
1: The return yep. after being beaten up by uh, Big Dick, who um, yeah. hits a moonsault. He's out for a week. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's hard of being really a return. Well. Because what's he
1: going to yeah, do midweek? And, and he was out because he was arrested. So it wasn't even as if he's, you know, laid up injured again. Taken out. Um, yeah. It's just. Yeah. I mean, he. he he probably would have been out within the day, just... Could
0: be, just could be the two weaker. I just think they could have been... But it worked still. I'm just nitpicking. Um, Yeah, fairly decent. Like I said, I'm just waiting for him to become the Dudleys. Yeah. Axel Rotten's got sort of funky new hairstyle. Yeah. Um Basically, Joe Gertner gets taken out.
1: Yeah, doesn't notice that um he's uh
0: he's praying. Yeah. Which is Yeah, so he gets taken fine. out. We then get him taken I think to an ambulance, but he doesn't they won't let him go in an ambulance. Um he then tells Axel Rotten what to say for hype central, which is sort of funny and uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was all fine.
0: Um, Main event, Gangsters, Rob Van Dam and Sabu versus the Eliminators eliminators from November to remember ECW World Take Team title match. The music playing was slightly annoying because obviously it's a WWE overdub. The match itself, pretty decent. Um, It's hard to pick apart things throughout the whole match because it's kind of what you'd imagine, just a lot of good spots, craziness. And worth so, watching.
1: this was a straight-up tag match um, yep. where they, the Eliminators and RBD and Cebu just destroyed each other. Um, yeah. That, that brought out Todd Gordon, who declared that a match that good, there shouldn't be a loser. So even though yep. uh, RVD and Sabu had just picked up the win, they go they go straight into a three-way uh, match for the tag championships. Um, yeah. I mean, that's lovely, but you've just had these two kill each other for 20 minutes and then you get them to fight the fresh team who are the champions. It's a little bit of a champion advantage there, isn't it? Oh, massively.
0: I've got to say, we forgot one of the other shows, they showed little brief highlights of um, the Miracle Violence versus the Yes,
1: and Saturn's... Um, with crazy spot off the Yeah, skateboard. so that would have been high incident um, that that match took place. Yeah. Um, Saturn's willingness to throw oh, well. himself off of high stuff continues. Yes, I thought it was um,
0: pretty decent. But yeah, um, this match, d- d- the music was playing, then it stops. Um, went around the crowd as expected. Yep. Taz came out. RVD attacked Taz. It stopped Taz getting Sabu. Taz then choked out. RVD, Sabu saw this, was hit with total elimination. They pinned him, so he was eliminated. Then Nudak jumped off the top rope.
1: Onto Cronus, yep, I believe, jab. and and with a chair, and pinned him. So the Eliminators. So Dang. Cronus during this match is is bleeding profusely. Just absolutely, the amount of lost blood is is ridiculous. Um, there's a spot where um, Mustafa and uh, Cronus are put onto a table by RVD um, for uh, Sabu to Jump up onto the ropes and jump onto them. Um, they try this and Sabu falls off. So they reposition everyone and try this and Sabu falls off. <coughs> um, and and both times, uh, it's played out that uh, he saw that they'd moved and therefore he aborted. Um, and then the third time, uh, he does it in an ever slightly different way so he can actually do it. Um, And as per the spot is designed for those two move. So he crashes through the table Um, and him being prone after smashing himself through a table that they've already moved for twice and then moved successfully for a third time is what leaves him prone for when um, uh, Taz comes out to pick him apart. Um, RVD seeing Taz coming runs, jumps off him in Hardy Boys-esque style um, and uh, attacks Taz. Only to be choked out himself. That's what I said. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> good caught up in the Well, story, it's right? kind of then, yeah, I, I felt I should just finish off.
0: <laughs> to join yeah. it all together.
1: And yeah, that led to the end.
0: So, Eliminate is retained. That takes to the end of the Nexus. show. Episode Nexus 180. 180. Yes, yeah, I mean. I know. Um, 80, 188. 26th of November 1996. We start off a primary from Taz, talk about his side of the story and runs down a bit of history with Sabu. So
1: yeah. Um, what do you think about this? Um, I really liked it. Um, I liked the um, uh, his his version of the events. Um, I, I The only bit I didn't like about it I, I really liked what he was doing i really liked how he was talking through it um uh you know just you know the fans kind of started booing and they wanted tim back and you know you panicked and dragged him back and the fans don't know what they're talking about they don't know the business um uh the only bit i didn't like on this was uh you know and you got a tag cha- championship match and you could have called out anyone. You could have lent your hand over to me and said, you know, let's do this again, and we would have run off and we would have done it. But instead, you went for RVD. I like, Motherfucker, you've been calling him out for a yeah. year. Why? Why is your beef that you didn't take pick you for a tag team championship? <laughs> it's true. Uh, but yeah, I I, I liked it.
0: Yeah, it was nice. I mean, like I said, everything that Tez does at the moment's really got my attention. He's probably my favorite character. Um, on the show so I'm really getting into all his bits intensity is definitely there Axel Rotten versus Hack Myers Oof. we've probably seen this a million times before but this time Axel Rotten's got a new look and he picks up the win simple as yes um yeah Hack Myers yeah Hack what Myers. can you say other than Hack Myers um <laughs> was sure, the last time we see him tonight. Promo by the BWO, basically talking about how everything's going amazing and it's recruiting season. They're going to start trying to get new members. Yeah,
1: so this was the 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 one I was thinking about where they the the uh, Blue Cheese Mo and um, Hogan's on the um, phone and and so they're they're talking about that a lot and yeah
0: yeah. So tick along, Tommy Dreamer interview.
1: I mean, you say interview, yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Just yeah. Someone else talks. He does emo pose and says something ridiculous. This is
0: what he's going through at the moment. Yeah, and then probably the segment of the week. Two uh, Joe stars in the ring basically says. Too cold Scorpio is leaving and they wanted to give him a big farewell. Scorpio comes out to a lovely crowd reaction, then sort of turns on the crowd a bit and then says that he can wrestle in two places at once. He can wrestle for sort of WWE and for ECW, ECW and says he's not going to leave and the. was it the tradition is you put over the person pass the torch when they go yep so Devin Storm was in the ring and he's like really you want me to fucking lose to him okay come on let's pass the torch proceeds to beat him up and beat him in like seconds which is pretty impressive um I think, did he say he'd gone for 15 yep. days if he beats him in this
1: one? So it's funny because he, so it. these start with him saying that if, if I lose, then I'll be gone for 15 days. It then turns out that this yeah. is a joint thing in the sense of the loser is gone for 15 days. Um, but, yeah, so he, he beats him and, therefore, um, Devin Storm is gone for 15 days. And that's some serious main events fucked up right there. Um and then, um, is it Hack next? No. Sir, JT, JT Smith. Smith next.
0: So gone for thirty days. Yeah.
1: So give me the young and hungry One up and comer who I'm going to put over. JT Smith was on the first show we watched in 1993.
0: He's been there longer than anyone. Former TV else. champion.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, <laughs> yeah. So he comes out. And to be fair, he does put over JT's. He says he's good. And then beats him even quicker. And beats him even quicker. JT's gone for 30 days. Then gone in 60 days, Hack Myers returns. And thankfully, he beats Hack Myers. Enough said about Shah. Um, As he's beaten up Hack Myers, Luz Piccoli is there helping Hack Myers in the ring as he was beaten up, which leads to a loser leaves match for a year match. Too Cold Scorpio says, look, Louie's coming with me. I don't want you people to know, but he's coming back to the WF with me. Um, he's the mystery partner of Survivor Series. Louis seems and surprised by this. All this stuff. <laughs> it's almost like it wasn't true. I'm trying to think of the mystery partner was. He? It might have been The Rock.
1: 1996. I think it might be, actually, it might be Rocky Johnson. Rocky Maivia.
0: Yes, what I mean. Um, let's have a little butchers quick. Nineteen ninety-six. Survivor. Survivor series. Wikipedia.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Re- results. Survivor series.
0: Not that one. Um. Doug Furness, Philip Follow, that team. Jake Roberts, Mark Mero, Rockin' My Via, and The Stalker. Uh, Flash Funk, oh, Jimmy Snooker.
1: An ECW alumni.
0: Yep, it was Flash Funk, Jimmy Snooker, Savio Vega, and Yoko Zuna. Obviously. Wow. There's a lot of ECW alumni on this show.
1: ECW alumni in. WWF. Yeah,
0: it was the same. Was the same card that Rocky Maivia debuted on, though. Mm. That was just in the other match with Jake Roberts, Mark Mero, and the Stalker versus Crush, Gold Dust, Joe Lawler, and Triple H. So that's that. So yeah,
1: so, I, I mean, was, uh, this, this, uh, it's yeah. very confusing because in the moral development of of Flash of um, uh, Talko Two Cold Scorpio. I don't know whether he's a goodie or a baddie in this because he, he, he wants to stay wrestling for ECW, but wants to then count a load of people out of ECW and uh yeah. And then, and then he's going to WWE and it's all right. Cause he's coming too and blah, blah, blah. And it all got very confusing.
0: Massively confusing. Like I said, it was, it was like the hero kind of thing, but in a heelish Delivery. He's like, I'm going to bigger and better things, but I'm not leaving this company. This company's amazing. This is my house. we wrestle for both companies. Yeah, but I'm going on to Massive arenas for more money. But I I still want to continue to wrestle here for you guys. Uh, Anyway, so he then basically pushes Louie into having a match where the loser leaves for a year. And um, yeah, Louie wins.
1: Yeah, he gets beaten up. Should get pinned, doesn't get pinned, should get pinned, doesn't get pinned, gets beaten up. And then... Similar to what we saw before.
0: And then, yeah, Scorpio just walks out the ring never to be seen again. No. No. Scorpio basically gets the mic again and says that he is staying here. He doesn't care. No one can run him out of ECW. As we hear War Machine hit and getting revenge for the 19th time for the broken neck, Taz appears and basically runs Scorpio out. Yeah, just punks him.
1: Um, Which I both loved and maybe didn't. Yeah, he basically just bullied him out. It was just sort of like, look, fuck off or i beat the shit out of you and and finishes it with him saying bye flash yeah Which i thought was, i thought that yeah. was quite good. I, 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 I enjoyed that but it was um yeah it was just a very weird um little seg- again you know so uh, taz is 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 built to be um the enforcer of the locker room um and the legitimacy of, of Taz. But yeah, just quite strange. <clears throat> yeah.
0: No, it's decent. Taz then stays in the ring and cuts a promo base. He's continually calling out Sabu, saying that he's not going anywhere. He wants Sabu. The announcer comes out and Taz is like, what are you doing out here? And he said, the next match, I've got to announce it. Chokes him out. Turns him into his uh,
1: uh, was... hostage.
0: Hostage. Yep. So basically, that happens um, leads to Todd Gordon coming out. Uh, Todd Gordon basically just
1: gets beaten up by Taz. So Todd Gordon again tries to get physical with with um, uh, Fonzie. Yep, Phil like Fonzie. Uh, I mean, this is turning into the longest running feud in ECW history. I mean, it, this is. I think he's... this is bordering on Jason and Mikey Whipwreck now.
0: I mean, you got to think, this was, I mean, Shane Douglas has gone off to another company and come back, and it's still going.
1: <laughs> it, it probably was about 94. This has probably <laughs> been a year-ish where... But it was. He
0: left. He was the reason yeah. it all started. He left, and he's come back, and he's still going on sort of there, just this hatred between them.
1: Best friends, better so, enemies. Yes, I
0: thought that was quite funny.
1: So yeah, Todd Gordon runs out and just plays, basically tries to, to to beat up Taz and um, Bill Afonso um, in a very differenting different parenting style. Um, Paul Heyman comes out and tries to get everyone to, to leave the ring and come out because uh, you've seen a load of people run out of the locker room to to uh, affect the. the Taz and, and what's going on this was weird because I actually really got in no
0: everyone just sort of came down and awkwardly stood which there.
1: again I loved because for me it was very much the whole kind of everyone's a little bit scared Who's of first? Taz
0: yeah who wants to go in first yeah. I follow yeah that's why I took from it so that's I guess like I said it's good got the message across um yeah so Hayman's the only one in the ring Todd Gordon gets out Taz then proceeded to attack Hayman hit him with a suplex which was pretty it was Plex, which I thought was pretty yep. nice so that
1: was a decent. Um and uh and then was that where everyone started running in and he just kind of I think so yeah yeah,
0: Must so been, because attacking Hayman and then, would have been. So he high. got
1: he gets various people into Tazplexes and just kind of dumps them around. <sighs> yeah. Um who can stop the path of rage? The lights go out. Yeah, again,
0: really decent. Lights go out. Sabu's in the ring for um in ECW terms what you could describe as yep. a monster pop. You know, this is pretty big moment. So this sort of happened. They were all there. And
1: um, yeah, the show ended. With them nose to nose. Wow,
0: well, across the ring. Yeah, I thought this was one where they charged each other. But it must be another mm. show. There's one where it's both in the ring. And they charge each other. and The lights go out again. But it must be a different show. I thought watched so how they are going to end this one.
1: But yeah, how did you find them? Um, I, I I very much enjoyed them. Um, I was a bit surprised as to how uh, much I enjoyed them. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it was. I thought it was very very good. Um, uh, I I quite excited for um, November to remember, uh, the last bit of November to remember. Um, I thought they did a very good job with the show. And, uh, yeah, it was um, it was quite powerful stuff, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I think Taz, again,
0: the growth is there. Shane Douglas is powerful, but like we've said before, they're, they're stuck in limbo of waiting for this pay-per-view to kick it up, so everything's just filler with him. And that's no fault of anyone's. It's just the way it's working out and yeah. timing. So, I get that. So, he's been put in a program that's not really sort of relevant just to keep him active. But Taz is amazing. Taboo, that's actually finally heating up now. So, that's good. RVD is looking cool. Dudleys, I just wanted to get there because I want to see the Dudleys. I'm excited to see them. And, uh, yeah, Eliminators are crazy. Gangsters are crazy. Everything's nice. BWO, not too bad. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's almost... It's always everything apart from a world title feud, which has felt really on the backbone of the yes, last couple of
1: weeks. Yes. Um, and, and it's interesting because it's fallen down to the, the the Shane Douglas. You know, that belt suddenly feels so much bigger um, than, than it has, I, I, him as TV champion feels bigger than when he was the, the heavyweight champion as part of the triple threat. Um, he's made that belt. Him and Francine have made that belt mean something huge um, uh, even though it seemed weird that basically everyone was goading Dreamer into calling Funk so it turns out this is all part of um, Shane Douglas's nefarious scheme Uh that he wants yeah. Terry Funk out of retirement and he knew the only person who could get him out of retirement would be um, him
0: yeah no, agreed. But, um, yeah, I think it's all gone pretty decent. I guess that takes us to the end of this chunk of the really does. Um, As we stated at the beginning, if you wish to follow us on social media and you've got no real reason not to, simply go to at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter or Instagram. Nice and easy for you to follow there. And you can help me find the ECW Jacks figures that I need. That would be nice. Uh, Also go to zazzle.co.uk or .com. Simply search Sports Arena. You will see our lovely logo and shirts appear. Have a little look. If you get the itch and feel like you need one, we ain't going to stop you. And there's that. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Always, you know, share the podcast with, you know, let's let's build the the, the cult of the extreme and the, the revolutionaries that we have building. Um, so, you know, rate, share, subscribe, um, and relive uh, yeah. the revolution. Second time around. Oh.
0: Why not? Thank you very much. I'm Paul.